You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast. I'm your host, Pernella Harris, licensed mental health provider, bringing you everyday wellness tips and mental health education. If you are joining me for the first time, welcome. Please go ahead and subscribe so that you receive alerts every Monday at 7 a.m. when a new episode is uploaded. If you like what you hear today, please leave me a glowing review and tell your friends and family about this podcast so that we can get this message out to as many people as possible. I want to give a special shout out to my Rise Tribe, my loyal listeners who continue to rise and vibe with me. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. Divorce and breakups are emotionally devastating and painful events to go through. The longer you're in that relationship, the more intense the recovery is. I mean, think about it. You envision your life growing and going in one direction and then boom, out of nowhere, you are rerouted in a whole new direction. I myself have experienced this and today's episode, I will be giving you some tips and strategies that will help you maneuver this life-changing event. Before we get into it, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice, where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. Okay, we're back. Going through a divorce is hard. You will experience a variety of emotions as you transition through this rough period of your life. In addition, you are transforming throughout the entire process. Not only are you letting go of the dream of how you envision your life to be, but that version of yourself also dies with the divorce. You know, let's call it an untethering process, right? because you're separating the lives that were once entangled as one. So during this untethering process, you are letting go of relationships that no longer serve you. It is important to remind yourself that you're expanding and transforming. And then in order to do that, time alone is necessary. Like just solitude is necessary for your healing. So you will have to just Distance yourself from people, from the noise, the minutia of just the crowd so that you can sit with yourself, you can sit with your thoughts and you can begin the healing process. You may go through a season of not having many friends because as you start to ascend and transform and vibrate higher, you're going to vibrate slower. 
So that means that you don't have to do as much. You know, if you were previously very busy and you would involve yourself in a lot of activities and go out every weekend and and go, 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 go. During a healing process, you're kind of forced to sit down (laughs) to take a moment to sit with yourself because you're ascending. And when you ascend, you need less stimuli. So you need to do less. You're not as busy. You don't need to stimulate yourself so much into uh, physical 3D stuff, but you're more internal. You're more of, you know, looking at your spirit, healing your spirit. Okay. Hope that makes sense. So this healing process is made more difficult because sometimes we fight against our own best interest. What do I mean by that? When we experience a divorce or a breakup, if we do not ground ourselves, We will resist the inevitable change by looking on our partner's social media. We're kind of looking in the past, right? Where, what are they doing? What are they up to? Who are they with? Are they having fun? Do they miss me? You know, we stay stuck because we're refusing to move forward. We're still looking into the past. We're still staying stagnant, keeping tabs on their whereabouts, looking through old photo albums, being nostalgic about happier times, you know, closing our hearts off to love. We're reminiscing about past painful moments, what they did to us, what they said to us, thinking about missed opportunities. Oh, my life could have been such and such. You know, I envision going on this trip next year feeling like you were cheated out of the life that you were supposed to have, blaming your partner and just not taking ownership of your healing. All of these things keep you stuck. It doesn't work for your best interest, you know, when you're looking to heal from a breakup. So I've come up with some crucial tips that will help you heal from a divorce or breakup or separation. So without further ado, we're going to get right into it because I think these tips are going to help you. I have 10 tips here. Now, listen, if you do not get all 10 just by listening, we do have show notes. All you have to do is go to the episode and click down and you can see the show notes and you can actually print those out. Make it easier for you guys. Okay. So number one, when healing from a divorce or breakup is you got to take care of business. There's going to be some things that you have to do immediately. Some very practical things. Maybe you have to change over the electric bill into your name. Maybe you have to start paying your car insurance or get all those dates. But, you know, really getting organized, start taking care of business. You know, if your ex wants mow the lawn and you need a lawn service, go start looking for those things. If they used to drive the kids to school, Well, they're now on your detail. So making sure that you are taking care of business, making sure that your bills are paid, that you take care of all the ins and outs so that your life continues to run smoothly. Number two, let go of the past version of yourself and embrace the new and becoming version of you. And you might not know what that looks like, but you just know that who you were, who you used to be in this relationship is no longer. So being open to the possibility. See, every relationship teaches us something about ourselves. Be grateful for the mistakes, learn from them and celebrate the things you did well. It is all going to make you a better version of yourself for the next relationship. 
Okay, so don't, you know, beat yourself up. You can't change what has already been done. You can just use it as a teachable moment and a lesson learned. And the things that you do well, we'll keep those. Number three, spend time alone to rebalance and heal. Self-love, self-compassion, self-awareness. Okay, these are all things that you want to spend some time doing, loving on yourself, making sure that you're being kind to yourself and making sure that you're aware, aware, not just of the good qualities, but also of the wounds, the things that need to be healed. And if you jump right into a relationship right after that, you're so busy, you know, cultivating that relationship that you're not cultivating one with yourself. So take that time out for yourself to heal. You know, don't be hasty about getting into another relationship because you feel lonely or you're bored. You know, it will only delay the inevitable, the heal. And you'll just take those wounds and, you know, go into the same cycle within the new relationship. So making sure that you clean house first. Number four is practice gratitude. And I know when you're in the middle of a very emotional time and despair, it might be hard to practice gratitude, but that's actually going to be the most helpful thing that you can do because it's going to change your perspective on how you're viewing the divorce or the breakup. See, if you're grateful and you practice gratitude, your outlook on things change. So be grateful for the good memories and also for the hard lessons that forced you to transform. You know, some people come into your life and the relationship is hard. It's toxic. It's it's a hard time for you. You've endured some challenging things, but think about what that catapulted. Did that catapult a change, a transformation? Did that make you much stronger because you had to be? So if not for that challenging and toxic relationship, would you have come to the other side? Would you have become mentally tough? Would you have started to rely more on yourself for love, attention? Okay, so reflect on how this relationship or your previous relationship has caused you to grow. Perhaps the relationship ended because you did not feel loved and supported, right? But that lack of support forced you to show up for yourself, which caused you to learn ways to rely on you. And that's part of your self-mastery and part of you loving yourself. So it can all be used and transmuted for your better good or your higher self. Okay. So when we don't practice gratitude, we stay in a state of despair and victim mindset, right? This person did this to me. They ruined my life. They, you know, cheated on me. They abused me. They was just harsh. They didn't love me. They didn't support me. And we stay there thinking about all the past traumas that we've gone through. But when you practice gratitude, you are moving. You're like, you're continuously moving. Like, yes, these terrible things happened to me, but I'm not going to let it slow me down. I'm not going to let it define who I am. I am going to use that as a testimony and continuously working on me and becoming better. Okay. So practice gratitude. Number five is be accountable. It is easy to blame your partner for the breakup, the separation, the divorce. 
but that does not serve you best if you're just blaming them. See, relationships are mirrors to what is within us, what we need to work on. So when we take accountability, it allows us to look in that mirror and ask ourselves, what role did I play in the breakdown of this relationship? You see, after my separation, I reflected on the role I played in the demise of my marriage, right? I got with my ex very young and I had a lot of family conflict. So I was running from one conflict and then, you know, hoping, you know, to get into a relationship that would save me. I was coming into that relationship lacking and not strong in who I was as a woman. So I settled for less than I deserved. I put up with things I knew I shouldn't have. I spent time trying to people please and prove my worth, not having good boundaries, not speaking up for myself, taking on the stress of others and, and my own stress and just allowing my ex to give me the bare minimum because I did not know any better. I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And so when I look at, you know, holding myself accountable, I have to focus on the things I need to improve because it does not serve me to say, well, this person did this to me. This person did that to me because I'm making it about them when I should be making it about me. What things that I allow, what did I not do? What things I need to work on? See, when you frame it like that, you put yourself in the driver's seat and now you're in control of your healing process. No one else. And yes, it does not excuse the poor behavior, nor does it condone the poor behavior of that person, but it switches the focus, makes it less about them and more about your healing. And that's very crucial when you're looking to heal from a divorce, breakup or separation. Number six is Get support. Talk with a mental health therapist, a trusted friend, a pastor, a life coach. Process your emotions. Be vulnerable. Talk it out so that you can clear it out. Don't hold on to negative emotions. Release to get relief. Okay. It's very important that you get that out. Talk about it as much as you need to. Seven, take healthy risks. Remember, you are in the becoming stage of who you will emerge into after this period. So try something new. Maybe you were held back from trying new hobbies or doing certain things in your past relationship because of responsibilities, maybe because of fear, or maybe just because you were just down and lacked the motivation to try new things. But now is the time that you can reinvent yourself. Now is the time that you can pick back up those dreams or those hobbies that you once had. Be courageous, travel, try new hobbies, new experiences, entertain new ideas, new challenges, all so that you can create a new you. Number eight, be intentional about being your own best friend. That means speak kindly and compassionately to yourself. Spend time with yourself, date yourself, spa dates, restaurants, movies, show up to events without a date so that you can meet people. You know, a lot of times we like to, you know, it's comfortable to bring a friend along and things like that. And that's fine. Right. But then there are some times where because you've brought a partner or friend with you that you 
are not open. You're, you're spending more time with engaging that friends, but you're not open to new relationships. So find ways to get out there, meet people, find ways to date yourself, just doing things by yourself so that you can find out what you like, find out more about you. All right. That, that goes a long way. Time by yourself is where most of the healing and epiphanies come from. Okay. Number nine is plan for your happiness. I believe that happiness is a state of mind, not a destination. So you wake up each day and you have to choose to be happy. So planning for your happiness is just knowing this concept, right? And that there are things that are within your locus of control that you can do to ensure your happiness today and in your future, right? So that looks like a shift in mindset. So that looks like when you wake up, making sure that you set intentions for your day, how you spend your time, like, and who you spend your time with is part of that planning process. So if you know you have some friends that like to gossip or you have some friends that are draining, they're always unhappy, then you plan to limit your time with those individuals. If you, you know, plan out your self-care activities and regimen, create a budget for self-care, making sure that's a line item in the budget, you know, so planning for your happiness, right? Pouring into and mapping out time for all these things that are going to fill your bucket. Okay. Number 10, and this is my last tip is boundaries, 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 when healing, you are going to be, get bombarded with stuff. Perhaps it's people who want to project their opinions on divorce. You know, uh, maybe you have some people who, you know, want to share their religious beliefs about divorce or, you know, oh, you shouldn't do it. You should work it out with, you know, boundaries. Perhaps it's your ex who wants to start conflict boundaries. You know, it, it's it's one of those things like you really need two people to argue. If you don't give in or if you have good boundaries and let's say your ex is just throwing all kinds of toxic things, it will eventually fizzle out if you give it no attention, you know, if it's not a safety issue. But if you give it no attention, if you don't take the bait, it just fizzles out. And it's like, you know, watching a kid have a temper tantrum. So making sure that you are in control of you. Boundaries. Perhaps it's people in your life who just don't care nothing about you or your emotional well-being, but about what you can do for them. Boundaries, set boundaries with them. Okay. You want to set and maintain boundaries with individuals who are taking away your energy and not replenishing it. This is already emotional time. So you do not need to entertain additional drama. So anything that even smells like drama, stay clear from it. Okay, because you need all the energy that you can muster up so that you can work on your healing process. So in conclusion, healing from a divorce or breakup takes time. Go at your own pace. You are in a season of transformation, which means you have to let go of that past version of yourself and embrace the new you. And that might be scary, but it's exciting at the same time. You may find that, you know, at the end of this healing process that you have healed so much that your ex-partner may not even be your type anymore because you have changed so drastically. So be open to those possibilities of change and where it may take you. Let go and let flow the new healed version of you. All right. Until next time, enjoy your day on purpose.
If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.